Hell yes, you spiritual badass. The play button you just hit brought you into a world of your own magic where you can be, do, and have anything. Where the possibilities are endless and you are limitless. I'm Janessa McKenzie, your guide on this journey, an NLP practitioner, master mindset coach, and an intuitive and lunar living expert. Join me to mix the woo with the do to elevate you to be the best version of you that you can be. Raise the collective consciousness to a higher frequency so we all rise and many, many future generations continue to rise. Help you unlearn all the bullshit and shift into the next paradigm of truth and to guide and walk with you on your spiritual path, whatever that looks like for you. So that you can find more light, love, joy, and gratitude using all the knowledge I have continue to acquire to help you live the best possible life of abundance, growth, and self-love. You can manifest your dreams. You can create your own incredible reality. You are meant for more. You deserve more. You can be, do, and have whatever you want because you are limitless. You are a spiritual badass. Let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. I am here today with David Perez, and David is a podcast producer who helps mostly health and wellness coaches build their audiences, grow their online presence, and find their voice through podcasts. And he's also the host of um, Audience Coach, a show focused on helping coaches start and run their own podcast shows. So I'm really excited to talk to David today because I know that in the beginning, when I started this podcast... I had so many questions like, Mm. David, I get a lot of questions of how do you start a podcast? And like the simplest answer to that is like, pull up Zoom, hit record and talk, right? (laughs) And while there's totally more, more to it than that though, right? But I think when we figure out, okay, we have this podcast, we want, and we do this because we want to get a message out there. We want to impact more people. We want to, you know, share everything that we know with people and connect with them Mm -hmm. and then pulling that into our already probably pretty packed marketing strategy and schedule is like oh sometimes it feels like it's just an something else that you have to do yes um so i'm excited to talk to you today and and talk about all this and um so tell us a little bit more about you and who you are, who you help, and how you help them. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you very much, Janessa, for having me as a guest. I'm really yeah. glad to be here. Uh, we were uh, having a conversation before the recording started that I, I uh, we have some people in common. <laughs> this mm. is very nice. It's, it's nice to see that uh, we get to establish a network uh, as as, yes. as we connect with like through podcasting. Uh, so what I do is I'm a podcast producer. Uh, that's a wide name. I get kind of vague, but it implies that I help people in this case, particularly, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, and coaches in building audiences through podcasting. Mm. Uh, so that means I can help both with the technical side, which is usually the side people are scared of or have no idea about mm-hmm. and the content side, which is, uh, the side that many people know, but sometimes need some support, uh, to structure. So I help them and I get them through the whole process so they can start podcasts and run them easily. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And do you help with the marketing part of it too? 
Uh, particularly in the in the like whatever has to do with the podcasts. Yes, we you offer some guidance, but the marketing is all, all often um, limited or is, is needs to be molded to the audience for yeah. each show. So there are some audiences are more I am more familiar with, and I am like that they are definitely like can help out with the marketing, but some audiences are I'm not very familiar with. So it, it takes a learning process. Yeah. So what you, if I'm hearing this right, what you do is help the person that is creating the podcast, um, mostly, yes, um, create content for the audience that they want to reach. That is correct. Yes. And then both. helping them with the technical piece of it. Yes. Help them with the content, both on the technical side and also in the idea side. Like while they need to talk about how to source new ideas for the show, how often to publish, how to deliver the ideas and mm. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. Awesome. So why do you feel like it's so important for entrepreneurs to have a podcast? Okay. It's very important. And I particularly work with coaches and solopreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'm going to narrow it down to that very, very specific kind of entrepreneurs because like an entrepreneur can be in any kind of different business. You know, they can work with, I don't know, electronic devices, photography or other areas. Mm -hmm. uh, so for each industry, it's going to work differently. Mm. So particularly when you are working with a small business, particularly service-based businesses, a podcast is going to be very important for building relationships. Mm -hmm. That's going to be the key thing for that. Uh, because like you can go on social media, you can go on other platforms. That's fine. That works. You can, you can get to connect with people there. But the way people connect with podcasts is way more personal. Like they are going to be listening to your voice for probably 30 minutes to 60 minutes in average. So mm -hmm. that connection you start with established right there. Uh, is going to be crucial for eventually getting a potential lead or getting a better engagement with your audience. And on the other side, it's going to help you build your trust and reputation in your industry. Because mm. first, I mean, you're, you're going to be talking about what you know. You're going to be showcasing all your skills and knowledge. And uh, as we're doing right now, you are networking with other experts in the industry or related industries. So, like, you are not just an isolated individual trying to offer services, but you are part of a network of professionals mm. that knows what he or she is doing. And that like that gives you like being part of that network makes you more uh, trustworthy. Yeah, it yeah. gives you that social proof. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think that, you know, when I started this podcast, it was because I felt like um, writing content like posting or blogs or whatever just didn't feel like mm -hmm. I don't want to say enough but I guess enough in the way that I felt like I wasn't connecting with my audience the way that I felt like I wanted to yes um and and I love to talk so <laughs> yeah that, that's good that, that that that's a very good part of podcasting is that you can be yourself like you can use your own voice or all these changes of intonation the silences the louder parts the quieter parts like that like shows a lot of who you are which is usually hard to transmit on written word exactly yeah i all the time like <laughs> this is a funny story but i'm sure a lot of people will relate to it so a lot of times when i am texting with my ex-husband yeah <laughs> right 
he will, he'll be like, uh, do you want to just get on a call so that we, you know, there isn't any yes. communication <laughs> misunderstanding. we're saying this. Yes. <laughs> so yes, I totally understand because in my head when I'm writing mm-hmm. or, you know, texting or whatever it is. Yeah. In my head, I know exactly, I can hear the inflections in my own voice when I'm writing, but, you know, emphasizing that in a post is, you Mm -hmm. know, people, everyone's going to receive it differently. Yes, and nobody's yes. going to receive it the way I heard it in my head. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and now that you've mentioned like, jumping on a call with, with your ex-husband, mm. the, the good thing about recording a conversation is that you have that back and forth and that feedback. Because mm. like you can say something, but when you listen to it or the other person replies to it, you need to reflect on that. And many times, it happens a lot to me, you get to reconfigure or, or reassess what you're thinking about that particular topic. Like you change your mind a lot of uh, a lot of times or you get new perspectives on stuff. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I love having conversations with other people. Like this year, I was actually going to do every other episode was going to be a solo episode. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that I just love talking to people so much. Yes. That, um, you know, while I will probably do random solo episodes I really love connecting like that's one of my top core values is connection so you know having this podcast and building my network like that and just meeting new people and being able to hear their stories and how they Mm -hmm. you know went through things and and just being able to share all of the goodness that comes out of a podcast because I truly believe that that is the case um I said you know what I'm just going to invite more people on because Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I really love you know that's that's what I love and I didn't start this podcast to like get more clients or get more leads or any of that I mean that's great as a byproduct but that's not why I started this I started it because I wanted you know, more connection and to share further Mm -hmm. impact bigger and bring more people into a sphere and into my, you know, audience that can share their genius with my audience and vice versa. Like that's the awesome thing about this too, is that so many of my guests also have podcasts. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're like, Oh, we'll, we'll swap episodes, you know? Um, I'll be on theirs, they'll be on mine, or sometimes not, you know, it all depends. But, but yeah, I love that, that we can get in front of other people's audiences so mm-hmm. much easier. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I, I think, uh, and I always say this is a podcast is a win win situation. Like mm-hmm. your audience wins because they're getting a lot of value, but you win as well because you're networking, you're building a reputation, you're building your online presence, you're connecting with awesome experts. And and there is uh, uh, like several of the people I've worked with, and uh, in, in several podcast hosts have said that podcasts are just a way to uh, have conversations with cool people that otherwise will be unreachable. Or like sometimes podcasts are just are just like podcast interviews are free coaching sessions. Like you get to get so much value from yeah. these conversations that like not only the audience gets that value, but you yourself as a host, you get all that transformation and, and all that knowledge as well. Yeah. And 
in, in, in a more technical term, Janessa, I will say uh, a podcast is a business asset. Mm. Uh, it's helping you uh, build potential, uh, like a community from which potential leads can derive. It's helping you improve your knowledge and skills. And also, uh, it's, it's helping your business. It's helping your business uh, to build a community base, mm. to build a knowledge base, to build a network base, as you just mentioned. Like, it, it, for you, in this case, the podcast, the, the main objective of the show is to connect with other people. And that is going to be essential. I'm sure with a lot of these people you've connected with, you have either done business with or you have uh, uh, done events or some of the kind of projects with yeah. that eventually have helped your business growth. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and I absolutely love that part of it. And, and mm -hmm. I get um, a lot of other guests from guests too, you know, <laughs> yes, so, so like they'll send me, you know, a, 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 a former guest will send me a, a, you know, DM or something and be like, Oh, Hey, you should check mm -hmm. this person out. They'd be great on your podcast or, yes. um, or, you know, people are referring me to other people like, Oh my gosh, you know, like this is word of mouth marketing, really. It is. <laughs> is what it is. It is it's what it, it really is. comes down to. Yeah. And, yes. And, it's just all a big, it's all beneficial. There is no, you know, real, there is no, I don't see a downside to, to having a podcast. Yes, that is correct. I, I will say it's a, a relationship based marketing strategy mm. because you're not trying to go chase people uh, and show them your new, I don't know, course offer or program offer or stuff like that. It's mm. just people get to know about you. And mm. they already know, okay, uh, so who is the person uh, offering courses around this or such topic? They already know who they are going to refer to because you already had that conversation. You had that connection. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk about how people should choose their topics. Like I know that there are a bazillion different types of businesses out yes. there, but do you have like a certain maybe framework or strategy that you're like, you should be talking about like these five core types of things? Yeah, there are, there are many ways you can get, or you can source topic for your first episodes or for your episodes in general in a podcast. Uh, if you're talking about businesses here, the first things you need to write down that could be maybe possibly your first 10 to 15 topics for your episodes are common misconceptions or common uh, mistakes and mm. common questions your clients or potential ha clients have. Oh, and common objections as well. So mm. you should address. Let me say that again. Objections, misconceptions, common questions and common mistakes. Mm. Easily, easily, if you make a list, you're going to have 20 podcast episodes right there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. Those would like, be like a solo, more solo episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in, in some cases, they can be solo episodes because what we do is this, Janessa. Uh, when we know it's something we can cover, we do solo episodes. But when we feel the topic needs a little bit more of expertise, that it beyond our scope, mm. we get a, a guest in that mm. is an expert in that area. So... Um, yeah, yeah, like, and there are also some some other uh, questions or topics that are totally beyond our reach. 
So you, we have to filter them out and let them go. And this is very important when you are filtering or you, you are uh, getting the topics for your show is you have to make decisions of what stays and what you have to let go because it's out of your scope. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I've been really lucky that, you know, I, I really have not had to, for lack of a better word, like scout for guests mm-hmm. <laughs> since oh, I yeah. started this podcast. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that pe- there have just been people that reach out to me most yeah. of the time. <laughs> yes. Um, and and we do have a process of, you know, there is an application that you need to fill out, like you need to answer questions. And we need to make sure that, you know, what you want to share with our audience is aligned with, you know, the scope of the show. Like yes. we mix the woo with the do. So, you know, and it does still have to kind of fall into my own beliefs about business or spirituality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Um, while I'm totally open to having a, you know, a conversation on both ends of the spectrum, maybe with someone that I don't agree with, that could probably make a pretty compelling episode as well, you know, (laughs) but most of the time it is like, okay, well, you know, this person gets what I do. They Mm -hmm. understand what my core beliefs and values, vision, mission is. Doesn't mean they have to be directly, you know, everything's exactly the same. It just means yes. that they understand and I can see how we could collaborate well together. Um, so if somebody is totally like off and I'm like, oh yeah, no, like we don't talk about that here, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, you know, we will send an email and just be like, you know, we don't think you're a great fit at this time, you know, whatever, we'll send you, we'll we'll save your application or whatever. Um, But I have been really blessed and have not had to really come up with (laughs) content because one of the questions is, as you know, is what do you want to discuss on the podcast? Right. So that right there tells me, okay, great. I am not an expert in, you know, a podcast strategy while I have Mm. one I am that's not what I do every day I just do it for myself right yes I don't teach that I don't you know have no courses around that or anything else and but it is an important part of you know business and my business and I get a lot of questions about how do you start a podcast how do you you know come up with content like what do I talk about mm-hmm. what um you know what platform do I use to host my thing like all yes. of the, all the equipment all of that stuff because when you have a podcast I think people automatically kind of quote unquote assume that you are now an expert in podcasting <laughs> yes <laughs> yes 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 that often happens so I, um, you know, I answer the best that I can, but it's nice now. And this is what we were just talking about, like networking and having, you know, that, that base network that when somebody asks me questions that I'm like, oh, you should go talk to David, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what I will do. If, if I get questions that I, you know, I know someone else can serve them better. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, so I, I would like to make comments to the to the two things you mentioned, like uh, how you align with the people you have connections with and then mm. to the how to create a podcast. Mm. Because I, as you were speaking, I, I was reflecting like we do the same thing. Mm. Um, 
we usually uh we we both have guests on our mm -hmm. show and we pitch ourselves to be guests on other shows but we are uh mindful about what the approaches of these people are regarding entrepreneurship and and, and regarding personal well-being for example Yeah. And I, I know this is very common in North America, the hustle culture, like you should be working 18 hours a day and, and not as seven days a week. And, and, and like, that's how you get to build your business up. Yeah. Like, I don't align with that. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a dad. Yeah. Like, there is no way I'm going to spend 18 hours a day working on my business and not spend any time with my kids. My business is a way for me to build uh, some financial security and then make time to spend quality time with my kids, even at the expense of potentially making more money. Uh, and for example, that, that is a very uh, positive aspect of, of your show. Like you focus on both areas, like not just building your business, but also building yourself as a person and like taking, uh, taking care of yourself. Yeah. So uh, we always uh, look forward to establishing connections with people who look for that balance. It's not just you are uh, a success. No, it's not, it's not just a matter of making money, but it's also a matter of well-being in like spiritually, in terms of family relationships, physically, etc. Yeah. So that that's very important. Like to 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 be mindful about what kind of network you're building. And coincidentally, uh, for us, it's sometimes easy because we work a lot with health and wellness coaches. Mm -hmm. So we are somehow already part of that kind of environment, and we love it. We definitely love it. Uh, and and now moving a little bit onto the uh, how to how to create a podcast. And, and I think this is a, a solopreneur situation, Janessa. You might agree mm. with me here or not. Uh, there is a, a situation with solopreneurs is they want to do everything by themselves. And yes. Particularly when they are just starting out. And this is not a good idea because uh, you have limits in terms of how much information and how many skills and how much work you can get done in a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. So many times you are an expert in your area. So it can be, for example, nutrition, or it can be business, or it can be, I don't know, social media, but you are not an expert in other areas. So in order to cover those other areas, you need to get help. Mm -hmm. You need to get help. You can potentially go learn the skill and do it yourself, but then you're going to be focusing on that area and not on your core uh, area of expertise. So for example, the technical side of setting up a show, It's not that complicated. It's something you need to do one time. Mm -hmm. Luckily, uh, like getting the microphone and setting up like the hosting service and all that. But the time it figures, uh, it takes you to figure out all these items and have everything on point. It's going to be like 10 times or 20 times longer than if you do it with somebody who is going to coach you or who is an expert in that area. It applies to everything. It applies to everything. Absolutely. So um, I always recommend that as an expert, you should focus on, on your area of expertise and get help in the other aspects that you do not control uh, or you don't know about well enough. Or maybe you just hate because <laughs> I, I've had clients who can edit their own podcasts. They just hate doing it. And I love yeah. like, sitting down with that software and like, spending hours looking at the screen. I love that. So it's, it's, it's important for you to find that balance, but always keep the core focus of your business in mind. Yeah, I think it's also important. And it's, um, I'm glad that you brought that up is there's a couple of things there. So one, you know, being a solopreneur and being, um, you know, building your business, 
there is a fine line here, right? Like mm-hmm. I get, we do not, we don't want to, you know, get you into a cons like, okay. <laughs> I'm trying to, to figure out how to say this the right way. So uh, we always want to be learning, right? We always want yeah. to be consistently learning and growing, but you don't want to get stuck in the learning vortex cycle of that's all you're doing and you're not actually moving your business forward while you're yes. doing it. Um, and, you know, and for some, it's going to be really easy to set up the podcast themselves because mm-hmm. they already have some kind of a technical background or have been around, you know, how to set things up in the past. So like for me, I come from a 20 plus year corporate background where, mm-hmm. you know, trying to figure things out and like processes and, and systems and all that was my jam, right. In, in corporate. So it was easy for me to go, okay, these are the pieces that I need. This is what I need to do to set it up done. And it was like, you know, less than a couple hours to, to do it. Mm-hmm. So that didn't take me long at all. Um, but the editing and like the graphics and the show notes and the links and the putting it here and putting it off that like just that makes me tired just thinking about it Mm -hmm. so so i i have a team that does that um which is amazing because that is not how i want to spend my time but it took me a while to get to that place where i said i don't want to do this because Mm -hmm. like you said in the beginning you feel like you have to do all the things yourself because maybe you're not making the consistent income that you want to be yet and you're like how am I going to pay somebody consistently well I mean the great thing is is that you don't really have to pay somebody consistently you can hire a um like on I don't know, Fiverr or whatever, like a place like that where you just pay somebody per episode and you just send them the episodes when you have them or whatever. Like, it doesn't have to be somebody that you're like, oh, here's a monthly, you know, a monthly package that you're Mm -hmm. like tied into with a contract. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, And there's a ton of other places too. I I had an amazing VA from the Philippines who, you know, they're the conversion, the dollar conversion there is crazy, right? Mm-hmm. So while it looks like I'm paying her pennies on the dollar, I'm like feeding her family for a month with like one, you know, five hours of her work. That is right. Yeah. You know, so don't be afraid to kind of look outside the box of what your options are mm-hmm. of who can help you and how they can help you because it doesn't, I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be like someone like David's, you know, agency that is like, we take care of everything. It can literally mm-hmm. be like a, a VA from the Philippines or a regular VA or, you know, whatever. And they can like a U.S. based VA and they can do these things. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars a month to, to do this. And I think that's a big misconception of what people think that, well, if I have a podcast, I have to hire this agency, then have to pay hundreds of dollars a month to get my 
thing out there and seen and build my audience. Yes, absolutely. Now, now, that, now that you mentioned that, Janessa, there is, there is a nice thing. Uh, I think it's a beautiful thing of starting out and not having all the resources. Uh, because like once you have uh, a good income, for example, you tend to just throw money at the problem <laughs> and try to yeah. fix everything with money. Uh, but sometimes it's not that. It's just a matter of being resourceful. Like you have yeah. no resources. You are resourceless, quote, quote unquote. So you become resourceful. Mm -hmm. uh, so that way, not having, for example, a, a stable income or enough income to get the, the podcast produced should not be a limitation for you to not create a podcast. Right. You should always look for an alternative way. And I think that's, that's the best you can do uh, as, as a person who's just starting out with their business is always look for alternatives and look for ways to make your way through the whole process in this case for podcasting so you can go get somebody uh, uh or maybe on an uh a virtual assistant like their production is gonna be is not gonna be like expert level production but mm -hmm. they're gonna get a job done and yeah. then once once you grow you can get you can then redistribute the tasks uh, probably uh, give a new task uh, or new 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 tasks to your assistant And mm -hmm. then move to a different kind of production. Maybe you can add video and that kind of stuff. So then you're going to need somebody else. Or you can just leave it at a certain level where you, can, you just need the, the assistant to get things done. So you should always look for ways. Uh, usually usually uh, budget is a constraint if you think it is. Yeah. Okay. The only thing will be just do not expect uh, maybe uh, the same results and, and that happens and it's, it's okay. But you should not, as a person who is beginning, you should not expect to have the results of somebody who has been podcasting for five years right. or for three years. Because that person has taken a lot of time and investment and, and, and effort and money to get to where they are. And it's a process you need to go through. It's a learning process and it's a learning curve that you need to go through to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think starting out simple, this, mm -hmm. like the, the, sim the more simple, the better, will help you out a lot. Find yeah, resources. And I, and I feel like, you know, like in the beginning, I was, I always had a VA before I even started a podcast. So mm -hmm. she was, all, she's always edited the podcast and done the show notes. Yes. But I was doing all of the graphics. I was, you know, creating the audio clip. I was, you know, doing all of that stuff and finally handed it off to her when I was like, okay, like when I'm saying yes to this thing, mm -hmm. I'm saying no to something else. Yes. So that's like huge, huge thing. And that is also a mindset shift, especially when you're a newer entrepreneur, mm -hmm. like, yeah, you do not have to do everything yourself. Like, what can you just, you know, pass off to somebody else and not, you know, not have to spend a ton of money on? Because, I mean, I even, you know, considered having my 18-year-old son edit the podcast. Like, <laughs> there's somebody in your network, whether it's business-related or not business-related, that could help you. So mm -hmm. think outside the box of yes. where, where you can get the help. Um, and that was easy. That would be like for like a 24 pack of Mountain Dew or something, you know, like my son <laughs> to edit the podcast, there wouldn't be a whole lot, you know? Um, but 
I think the other thing is, is that when you, you will come to a point where you're like, okay, I have taken this as far as I can take it. Yes. And you'll know, like when you just energetically, you'll know when you hit that point, when you're like, okay, like either I don't want to do these things anymore because I'm not focusing on this thing that I should be focusing on the thing Mm -hmm. that actually brings in the revenue, the leads, um, you know, the traffic, the engagement, all those things, because I'm saying yes to this thing over here, which Mm -hmm. really can be done by somebody else. And, you you know, I remember I, I'm like, really? Like I spent all that time doing these things and you have to come to that, that in your own, on your own, you know, you, yes, we do. I mean, I don't, think I know of any entrepreneur who started off with a team like it just unless and like you said unless you already have that money backing you Mm -hmm. there that you can do that but then you do run into that problem right where you end up throwing money at at the problem when sometimes you don't need to do that yes and um you know having that learning phase is exponential in your growth as it a is. person and as a business owner to say okay and i i am in a full believer in you should know enough about everything that's that has to be done in your business mm-hmm. before you hand it off to somebody else that is right yes yes uh there is a very important aspect to that and janessa and it is you should be able to on the one side, guide the person to do the the process themselves and also understand the process itself so you uh, can have or can set realistic expectations. And this is a very common situation in companies, particularly large companies, that maybe the boss comes up and he wants a report overnight Mm. uh, for something that usually, like that could take days or even weeks to to gather, like information that will take a long time to gather and to organize. Uh, But it's not because he's being a... uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to use the word I have in mind. Yeah, he's not being a bad person. <laughs> yes, he doesn't know what, what the process takes. So that that's very important. Uh, and now that you were talking about uh, getting somebody else, particularly as an entrepreneur, there is a very important aspect if you want to scale your business app, Janessa, and it is letting go. Yeah. You have to let go, particularly of the results, because uh our business is our baby like we want them to be perfect and we want them to look and dress exactly as we wish Mm -hmm. but everybody has a different perspective and a different view on what is perfect or what is good or what is whatever i'm Mm -hmm. gonna give you an example of this and then i'm gonna i'm gonna refer that to for example creating podcasts uh i i contacted a graphic designer once to help me with a logo Mm -hmm. i gave her all the instructions and then she sends me the final, the final uh, product. Mm-hmm. He ignored all of my instructions. <laughs> she ignored everything I said, and the logo was beautiful. I loved it. I realized that. Oh, that's if, awesome! <laughs> if she, I did not had, expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. I realized because I, I don't know anything about graphic design. If she had followed my instructions, it would have been an awful logo. Yeah. So uh, she took creative control. She took creative control and I was okay with it. Sometimes you're going to be comfortable with the results, sometimes not so much. But you have to be uh, aware that how other people create things is not the way 
you're going to create them. Like everybody's going to give you a different result. And the other person that can give you exactly the result you want, exactly the colors, design, etc., that you want is yourself. So you are either open to doing everything yourself or letting go of that need for like maybe control and, and letting other people have some creative control, creative control over that. Because in the end, you don't want to just assign tasks, and this is very important. Yeah. You want to delegate responsibilities. And yeah. delegating where responsibility means that the people need to execute the task, but also make decisions, creative decisions or uh, managing decisions or business decisions around that. So you don't have to think about that. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. The, the, the end result is going to be very different or a little bit different from what you had in mind, but it's going to get the job done. So you need to go to look beyond the product into what the impact of what the expected result is. If the, if the product with variations is going to get the same result, the same impact, or even better impact, that's fine. Yeah. And, you know, two other things, like nothing is set in stone. Yes. Right? You can always change things. And two, empower your team. Yes, absolutely. Or anybody that you hire. Like mm -hmm. even if they're not like a permanent team member, when you're, yes. when you empower those people, they perform better for you when they don't feel like they are just being handed a specific task and they feel like they have, you know, uh, a say, or mm -hmm. they feel like they are part of the creative process instead yes. of like they're co-creating with you instead of creating for you yes they you know you're going to get better results in all of the ways not just in the product or service that's delivered mm -hmm. but you're going to get you know way more benefits you're going to get a better attitude a better you know um relationship yes all of those things when you you know, and releasing and letting go of control is one of yes. the hardest things a human being period um, can, can do because yes. we're conditioned to have control of everything. Absolutely. Yes. I was going to say, you also give your team more autonomy. Uh, say that and, one more time. Uh, yeah. You, you can give your team more autonomy. Mm, yes. Because, uh, and this happened uh, to me uh, every time less and less, luckily, but still happens. Uh, <laughs> you as the head of the team, you become a bottleneck. Mm -hmm. And that's not good. Like the business should continue to operate even if you're not available or even if you are absent for one day or two. That's uh, the point, so, right? Yes, absolutely. That, I mean, we were just talking about, you know, hustle and the hustle culture mm -hmm. and um, you know, working eight, those 18 hours a day. Yes. And that is not why we start businesses. That is correct. Like our personal reasons to benefit our own lives, mm -hmm. to start a business is yes. not for us to be working 18 hours and having to approve or, you know, do every little thing in our business. Yes. Yes, like yes, you yes. said before, you yeah. want, and, and, you know, anybody with kids, I would think mm -hmm. any parent, um, wants the freedom to, you know, bring their kid to school, pick them up from school, homeschool, like just mm -hmm. spend more time playing in the park or 
whatever that looks like yes they want more time family time that this this is why it's funny because we start a business because we want more freedoms right that and is then correct. what happens in the beginning until we you know shift our perspectives and and our mindset and our old beliefs and all that crap that we bring into bring, mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur with we're doing the total opposite we're like oh, I want a business. So because I want financial freedom and time freedom and, you know, choice, location, whatever freedom, there's a freedom. There's a reason why you started this business and it has freedom mm-hmm. at the end of it. Yes. <laughs> but we come into it as an employee with an employee mindset mm-hmm. and work, 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 thinking that that's going to get us more, 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 more when it's not. Yes, it's totally not. It's going to give you the exact opposite of why this is why entrepreneurs fail so often. Yes, yes, they they lose sense of the purpose. Like they get busy in yeah. the doing, and they forget the purpose of it. I, I have an ex, a, a very punctual example that relates to podcasts, Janessa. Mm. It is yeah. There are some people like I, I, okay, a podcast is just a product. Yeah, it's a digital piece that people download and and listen to. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So you should be, uh, and this, uh, this applies for every service or product or everything you create online or, or for your business. It has an objective. It's, 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 so it's, it's not like a piece of art that you're creating so you can put it in a museum and every people go and admire it and take photos with it. Mm. No, it's something that needs to get through, like to a person and generate an impact or spread a message or create some change. Mm. And some people obsessed so much over the product like they need to have the perfect sound and they need to have every single arm and eye removed or oh. they, they like they said the same word twice or they didn't they didn't like the intonation or they don't like how their breathing sounds and all this mm. so they spend like probably eight to ten hours a week just focusing on this thing and it's the time that they should be putting on making sure that piece of content makes an impact yeah, and yes. and, and the, the, yeah, you should be already preparing the next podcast episode for the next week. So the the the, the result, uh, the, sorry, the product is not what really matters. Is what you do with it. So if you lose the, your 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 sense of the purpose, you're gonna be focusing on the product, which is something that can improve every day, like gradually. It's not gonna be perfect since the very first time. Like that. That's a way just of of self sabotage because. You mm-hmm. are ignoring the fact that you need a learning curve. What really matters is the product, sorry, is the impact you create with that product, the message you, you're spreading with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the first like two or three episodes of this podcast, I think I had my VA try to like, if there was a pause of like more than like two mm-hmm. seconds, I was like, oh, just close the gap and, you know, blah, blah. And then I realized how long it took and I was like, yes. oh, hell no. <laughs> It's like, no, just like, this is, I want it to be authentic. I want it to be, you know, like, like we talked about in the beginning before we really started, like sitting down and having coffee with a friend. Right. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, I'm going to talk just like I'm talking to you now. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk with the likes and the ums and the, you know, mm -hmm's and the whatever's. Yes. So, and the pauses. Right. So if you try to take all those things out, the conversation now becomes like weird. 
Like when you listen to it, it's almost yeah. like it's weird. And you're like, hmm, that doesn't really sound like a flowing conversation to me. And even though the content could be amazing and your message could be incredible and you could impact thousands of people with it, just people hearing something that isn't quite like a human conversation mm-hmm. will actually, you know, they won't, they may not come back to the podcast because yeah. subconsciously something is off to them. Yeah. So I don't have my, my uh, team do any of that anymore. I'm like, here's the intro, here's the outro, slap them on and send it out. Like mm-hmm. period. <laughs> Unless there's something very specific in the middle of it that I'm like, uh, so this piece, you do need to like take that out or something that does not happen often at all. Mm-hmm. I even, I don't know if it's released yet, but there is an episode somewhere where I had to pause the episode because my one of my kids like was knocking on the oh, door yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, Oh, hold on. I got to pause. And I paused and then I came back and, you know, I even said, okay, we're back from the pause. Like it's literally probably not, it's going to say, hold on, I need to pause. And then like the next sentence is going to be like, okay, we're back from the pause. <laughs> but I did not even take that out. I was like, that's life. Like this is life. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and that is a very nice thing to it. Uh, you can decide, I mean, depending on the kind of interruption you have, yeah. you can just integrate that as part of the show. Uh, maybe you have a kid, uh, cats, cats, like, like they, they love to be stars when somebody's recording a podcast. Oh, yes. They always show up and like they, they make noises or scratch something. I don't know. But I have they plenty of lives around. with my, my former, <laughs> my cat passed away a couple months ago. So it's sad. Oh, I'm so but... sorry. But um, yes, he used to come like sit on my bed and meow mm-hmm. really loud whenever I was on a live or recording. So yeah, everyone knew who he was. <laughs> so yeah, I think that depending on the interruption, you can integrate some of these elements into your recording because that will give you more authenticity and will show mm-hmm. you more. Uh, uh, we, we show more your side as a human being. Like you are not there just like isolated in a, like probably a studio, like which could be so, uh, or you're not just like a, a person that sat down just for like creating content because you need to sell, not because you're a human being who is living their life, who is like surrounded by the same things everybody is surrounded by. Yeah. And these things happen very often. Now there are like situations to situations, right? That's right. Because like one thing is your cat coming around and mewing or your dog barking in the background for a couple of, mm-hmm. a couple of seconds. I remember once for a client, uh, she had two cats and, and they started a cat fight, right? In oh the no. Of the recording. <laughs> so you could hear all that. So we had to cut that section out because it took like, it was like two minutes. Yeah, uh, it was uh, funny. Yeah. It was like it, 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 we laughed. Yeah, uh, it, it was funny for the claim. It was really, really funny. Yeah, uh, but eventually it did represent that interruption to the flow of the conversation. So you need to keep a balance. Like let 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 some of that be part of the of the show. Like integrate that as long as it doesn't interrupt the flow of the conversation. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, that is exactly why I, you know, one. I don't want anyone to spend hours editing one episode mm-hmm. that was, you know, 30 minutes to an hour long. Like that's mm-hmm. just crazy to me. And, you know, like I said, I, I just want to be as uh, authentic as 
I just want to be me. Mm-hmm. Like that's another reason why I started a podcast was just to have conversations and yes. I'm not going to have a conversations like a robot. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. So, yes. There is no way we sound like radio hosts because first we haven't been trained as yeah. radio hosts and the other uh, and I, I think this happens I, I, my native language is spanish and this happens a lot uh, when i when i listen to a tv host or a radio host when they're doing their job as a host like they have a very particular enunciation pronunciation and accent mm -hmm. but then when you see them in their real life that they're being interviewed their pronunciation and their accent is totally different. And then you can see the arms and the ass and all these like speech yeah. situations that happen in everyday conversations because they are really, really having a natural conversation. It's not a rehearsed piece. Right. Exactly. And, you know, having conversation with somebody isn't rehearsed because yes. you have no idea <laughs> where it's going to go. Yeah. You're not gonna happen. Off, yes. You're not reading off a teleprompter. Right. And I can't, that like, I, I have a hot, you know, it's funny because I actually have a hard time with that. Like mm -hmm. when I recorded my intro and my outro, I'm like, Oh God, I sound like I'm reading, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because I had, you know, um, typed something on a Google doc where I'm like, okay, this is what I want to say in my intro. And this is what I want to say in my outro, because usually like in the outro, it's like, you're introducing like, um, a free, you know, piece of content or, yeah. um, you know, like your next upcoming event or something like that. And in the beginning, you know, you trying to tell people who you are and why they should be listening to your podcast. Like what, what's it all about? Yes. So, you know, you or I anyways, you know, type something and I, the, the intro, I actually had to do it a couple times because I'm like, okay, stop sounding like you're reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> excuse me. The outro was a little more, was a little better because I had so much practice, I think <laughs> yes. doing the intro, but I don't like to read stuff off of a anything. Yes. Because uh, I feel like it's inauthentic to me. Usually when we're getting the recordings from clients to create the intros for their podcast, I ask them to do several versions, like like several takes. Mm. So they usually record like three or four takes. And I just tell my team, just go with the with the last take. Usually the last take is the best one. Because the first out. one, you're yeah, you're like like tagged and you don't like you're just getting familiar like, trying to to like you're very mindful about the intonation and like you're stressed out about that and after several repetitions you relax and it sounds more natural so yeah. i usually tell them to go with the last take or the the, the 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 one before the last one and yeah it's a night and day difference yeah that is true yeah because the more you say it the just the more relaxed and into it mm -hmm. and your energy changes from like this nervous nervous yes. kind of energy to a more it relaxed does, it flow does. energy yeah absolutely yeah. i love it and i think janessa same applies for our interviews and conversations yeah for me yes. like the very first time i interviewed like the first couple of times i interviewed somebody for my show i sounded like a robot it was just like a yeah. question answer situation it was really awkward like i was reading all the time for my for my guy a question list and all that thing and yeah. the first time i got interviewed it was the same thing 
But eventually you learn that like an interview is not a question answer situation, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. And you feel more relaxed speaking into the microphone, speak like interacting with the other person until it flows very naturally. Yes. Yeah. I'm my very first live, my very first Facebook live was awful. I literally mm. had it scripted all out, post-it notes everywhere, like in lines, reading from the post-it notes. I was shaking. It was awful. Like I, I was that kid that did not want to get up in front of the class and like do yes. the book report, you know, like it physically made me want to puke yes. to, to even think about it, you know? And now not the case at all. Um, yes. But, and that just comes with doing it. Yeah. repeatedly and you yeah. just keep going you know yeah. um and i've had people say well what if like somebody just stops talking like when they're done and they just stop talking like and you're not sure what to say next i'm like it'll come to you you'll know what to say mm -hmm. next like which is and that is a reason why like i have your application up in front of me right now so just in you know just in case <laughs> not that not that this has happened today But just in case there was like a, a point where the conversation just kind of stopped and I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I could just easily pick something yeah. out of your application and be like, oh, tell me more about this or, mm -hmm. you know, something. So, and even if it does stall for a second, so what? Right. Yeah. Like you'll get it back. And yeah. Like, like the awkward silence situation happens in every, like it happens every day, all the time. Yeah. Yes, in any situation. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be on your podcast. <laughs> so they call that awkward silence, I think, right? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, going back a little bit to what we were talking about uh, in, in terms of uh, maybe sounding robotic or, like, your first live, it was, like, very, very, uh, very tense situation. Yeah. It's very important to be aware that you need to go through that crappy phase like the, like the your your product is not good looking or is, it doesn't sound nice or it feels crappy like yeah. you need to go through that phase in order to move forward yeah and i tell people go create it uh even if it's crappy go create it post it and leave it there because you're gonna be okay with you created that kind of content eventually you'll grow better like that that that's a point of departure eventually after probably 10 lives or 10 podcast recordings you can go back to the first one and see how much you have improved yeah but you definitely need to go and and, and do that and, and and there is something uh, i'm not a fan of gary v anymore because uh, as he mentioned uh the the hustle culture is nothing uh is not yeah. something i am aligned with anymore Yeah. But uh, he, he said, and this is, I think this is something we should all do is if you're scared of screwing up, he didn't use the word screw, but yeah. I'm, I'm making it uh, <laughs> oh, family friendly want. here. <laughs> so if you're afraid of screwing up, go screw up on purpose. Go screw up on purpose. And you're going to yeah. see it's just something that happens. You're not going to die. Your business is not going to be destroyed because of it. Uh, like you'll, you'll survive. It's something, something that is very small, but we make it so big in our mind. So if you're scared of creating a piece of content that is not going to look professional, that is not going to make you look nice, go create that piece of content on purpose. And then that fear will be gone because you already went through that phase. Yeah. From yeah, that, you, it's just yeah, a, you've already yeah, done it. Constant yep. improvement after that. Yeah, absolutely. That's the same with, um, 
same concept that I share with like students and clients when they are afraid to like feel something. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we tend to not, you know, we don't want to feel, you know, pain, disappointment, hurt, Mm -hmm. um, loss, you know, any of those things. We don't want to feel any of those things. So we'll do everything possible, make decisions and choices to avoid those things as much as possible. Mm -hmm. But when we, you know, can sit in it for a minute, even if it's, even if we're just creating the feeling ourselves when there really isn't like a hurt or grief or a loss or anything that we're actually, you know, grieving or being disappointed in or anything, we can create a situation in our own like head in our own world to be like, okay, this is what I don't want to happen. So if this (laughs) happens, how am I going to feel? And you just sit in that feeling for like, it's not even going to take you five minutes. Yes. You're going to sit in that feeling and feel the feeling of disappointment or hurt or whatever it is. And then it's going to subside on its own. Yeah. And then you're like, Oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yes. You know, um, you know, not saying that you'll never feel that feeling again, but that's a, a really good technique, especially when you're afraid to do something because you're the fear of X. So whatever X is sit in that for like five minutes and you're going to realize that, you know, X isn't that bad. Like X isn't going to, like you said, kill you or, you know, ruin your life or, you know, like there is something after X that is better than what it was before. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and it happens all the time. Uh, and the first time you have to go through it is very hard. Mm-hmm. The second time is not so hard. And the third time, like, it's just a piece of cake. Yeah. And eventually you're going, what the heck was I worried about? Yes. And <laughs> you, you end up enjoying it, actually. You end yeah. up enjoying it. Like, uh, and this is a situation, for example, if you're an introvert, I am an introvert. So, Me too. Uh, yeah, like if, for introverts, it's not so easy to just go and, and, and start conversations with random strangers. Yeah, see, but, it is for me, though. <laughs> it's so, funny that I'm, I think I'm an introvert in the, in the way that I need my alone time to like recharge. Uh-huh. So if I'm, if I go to the grocery store even, or if I like am in a place where there's a lot of people or, more people than I'm used to being around like that. Mm -hmm. I tend to, um, you know, take in and expend a lot of energy in those situations. Mm -hmm. So being like having my me time after to recharge is super important for me and my own energy to, you know, rejuvenate myself. And I know that about me. So, and there's, you know, it took me a while to figure that out. I'm like, why am I so tired every time we like, Mm -hmm. you know, go to the beach or, you know, just even like take a walk through a farmer's market. Like there's so much energy from other people in a farmer's market. You don't realize like, especially for me being an empath too, like just the exchange of energy that's happening constantly when I'm around other people can be very draining for me. So at the end of those, I'm always like, okay, like 
Netflix and chill for an hour when I get home. You know? Yes, yes. So as, as introverts, there are some of those situations that we avoid that we learn to work around. Like for example, the exam, like what you say, uh, compensating that we having some some solo time. It's it's very important having some mm -hmm. me time. It's very important. And some others, because we, we introverts tend to avoid some, some situations, some other times and what's happened to me is you end up enjoying those things you, you, to, you used to avoid or you used to be afraid of. Yeah. Because you thought they will be scary or you will be like uh, you know, on the spotlight, but you end up liking that very much, in, in, which is my case. I, for example, I, I was very, very afraid or very uh, insecure about having conversations with strangers. But then I just love it and I enjoy it so much. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, there was a time in my life where it scared me too. But, you know, uh, looking back at my like situations in my life, I'm like, I kind of always just talk to people, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if I walked into a room with people that I didn't know, um like at like an event or like networking a networking yes. event used to scare the bejesus out of me i would yes. make every excuse in the book not to go um now i would walk in and be like i'm here the party started you know yes <laughs> yes you learn to enjoy that and to get yeah. benefit from that yeah and it, it does it takes some time and it you know like don't i think the biggest advice that i can give people that have that is give yourself grace and just, but keep doing it. Yes. Be because it will get easier every time you do it. And you're you eventually you're, it's like your ego is screaming in the beginning going, mm -hmm. Oh my God, what is happening? No, we can't yes. do that because what if, and what if, and this is going to happen yeah. and that's going to happen. And people are going to judge me and all like all the things. Right. But then every time you do it, your ego goes, Oh, well, that wasn't that bad. And like, you know, your higher self kind of takes over there and says, see, like, just sit back while we do this, because this is good for us, you know? Yeah. So. And, and even if people judge you, like, I mean, if you do, like, you have three options, A, B, or C, if you do, people, uh, if you do option A, people are going to judge you. If you do option B, people are going to judge you. And if you do option C, people are going to judge you. So like, yeah. in, in the case of... <laughs> creating content online or being part of a networking event or are doing a, a, a Facebook live or an Instagram live. Like there are always people who are going to judge you and criticize you. A lot of times it's because they are not comfortable with something inside them. So this how, that's how they externalize that, that inner discomfort. Um, but also there are a lot of people who are going to value your content. And who are going to send you these messages? And if that's happened to me, they say, hey, this is really authentic content. Hey, this helped me a lot. Hey, this is great advice. Mm -hmm. And they have really, really appreciated what I do. Other people have complained because A or B or C or because whatever I created did not feel right with a very particular aspect of in their own mindset. Yes. And that's okay. That's okay. I, I don't I don't pretend to be liked by everybody. It would be weird if I was like everybody. I don't like everybody or I don't, I, I do not align with everybody. Right. Like going back to the alignment thing. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine. Yes, absolutely. I, I you know, in the, in the beginning, like where I'm always going to go back to the beginning because there's been just so much growth and everyone will have so much growth from the beginning to 
wherever they end up being like even the next day you you know you start a business the next day you know more than you did the day before so you're different already but you know i have come to a place where i you know i i can confidently say i am not here for the people that don't align with me yeah that's right i am here for the people that do Mm -hmm. and that's who i focus on because what you focus on grows So if you're focusing on the people that don't like you, that are judging you, that are saying things that you don't like or that don't align with you, Mm -hmm. you're just going to get more of that. Yep. So what would you rather focus on? Would you rather focus on the people that, you know, don't want, need your help? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather focus on the people that do? the ones that you can make the change with, the ones that you can impact, the ones that you can help transform their lives or whatever, you know, service or product you provide, whatever you can, you know, whatever that transformation is that you sell, because no matter Mm -hmm. what you sell, there is a transformation somewhere. Yes. Would you rather focus on those people that you can help or would you rather focus on the people that you can't? That is right. Try try it, right? So here's the challenge for the day for anyone who's listening. Try it. Try it both ways. Focus for one week on the people that don't need you and see how many more people that don't need you come into your (laughs) energy. Yes. Right? Then focus on how many people uh, on the people that really do need you and see how many more of them come into your energy. And you're going to be like, oh, shit, this like this works. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Like you will, you will attract that where your focus is. If you're focused on like the negative stuff, you will just attract more of the negative stuff. But if you focus on those people who are getting value from you, you will attract more of them and you will, and you will be in position. Like you will be full of energy and, 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 uh, to create more for them and to give them more value and get more people like them. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, everyone's like, oh, what is the secret sauce? What am I missing? What am I not doing? Like, it's not a tangible thing that you're not Mm -hmm. doing. It's, it's literally your energy isn't aligned in the right place Mm -hmm. to, you know, create what you want or the results that you want. Yes. Because the doing is just that it's doing it's action. It's tangible physical push the button write the sentence hit the record button like action Mm -hmm. but what comes before that and behind that to push it forward is your energy and your you know just really that's it like your energy your how you're putting yourself behind the decisions you're making to take the action yes like they work hand in hand. You, the results at the end are based on what those two things put together mm-hmm. all the time. Like there's another challenge. Test that one out. I actually just wrote a post about this as like right when I got a notification that David's joined your meeting. I'm like, oh, crap. You know, <laughs> I was actually right in the middle of writing a post about that. Um, you know, try it, try it both ways. Try it with you know, the scared, unsure, uncertain, not confident energy and Mm -hmm. taking the, taking the action and then try it with the 
hell yes, I got this. We're going to change the world energy and take the same action and see what the difference is. Yeah. Yeah. Big totally. difference. The Big results difference. are very different. And the, yes. feel, the way people perceive you is going to be so different. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, David. I really appreciate all of this conversation. And like we said, you know, in the beginning, sometimes we go down those little roads, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, we, get... you get the good, good nuggets that way. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you get to explore aspects in, like, in the conversation that, that bring a lot of value. And yeah, that make absolutely. you reflect on, on, yeah, on, on really, really cool things. Yeah. So tell everyone where they can find you. Okay, uh, you can find me, you can email me if you have any questions or doubts or like if you are planning to start a podcast or mm -hmm. yeah, like you have no idea where to start, uh, you can reach out to me at david at audiencecoach.com. Mm -hmm. That's a place where you can find me. Uh, or maybe if you need more information, uh, there we I have a podcast. Uh, it's There is two of us, me and my co-host, Sebastian. You can find us everywhere where you listen to podcasts. The show is called Audience Coach. It's on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. So, um, yeah, go subscribe to the show. And if you are in the process of starting your podcast show or you are already running your own podcast show, we have some free and paid resources for you at audiencecoach.com slash resources. Awesome. A lot of cool things for you over there. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I always ask and I'll like, I'll do right now. So anyone listening, we, uh, David is also on Instagram at audience.coach. Yes. So screenshot this episode, tag us in your stories, tell yeah. us what your takeaways were, uh, send us a DM and let us know what you thought about this episode and, um, more questions that you have or anything, because we're, you know me, I'm always open to creating more, <laughs> creating more of something that you guys need. So whatever your questions are, you know, we can have David back or, or whatever. So just let us know what your takeaways and ahas were. We want to hear from you. And um, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, make sure you hit that subscribe button and, and um, you know, leave us a review because we, you know, that just helps get us into the ears of the people that need us. Mm -hmm. So David, thank you so much for sharing your genius with us today. I really appreciate that. And um, everyone else, we'll see you in the next episode. But if you could manifest any desire you want faster without overwhelm, frustration, self-doubt, guilt, or self-sabotage, maybe you feel guilty for feeling that way, for wanting more. Like your life's pretty good and you should be grateful for everything that you already have. I mean, you've heard that statement your whole life, right? I know I did. Listen, your intuition ain't lying. There is so much more. And you get to have and do anything you want while being so super grateful for where you are right now. And while most people are busy settling for mediocre, you know you deserve more and you're so ready to create your one-of-a-kind life where you get to have it all. And it will all be yours because you'll know what most people don't. The best kept manifesting secret weapon, moon manifesting. Join me free for the 30 day moon manifestation mastery challenge 
and learn how to tap into the moon's natural, powerful energy to bring you what you want faster. Just go to newspiritualbadass.com slash moon dash manifestation dash challenge and sign up today. Seriously, it's free. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. See you there.